This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Welcome to another episode of Creators Outlet. And just beforehand, let's get this up there. Because uh, some shit's about to go down. And uh, this this is, I know Sully looks like something, like a, a cucaracha out of uh, Mad Balls. But uh, it, it's a little rougher than that, I'd say. Yes, uh, that's, a, that's a good uh, disclaimer. That's a good warning for everybody. It's definitely a cartoon type comic orientated towards adults so <laughs> it's definitely a little bit uh i don't know a little rough around the edges i'd say hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Just a little bit. Little so, bit. so right off the bat, uh, you're sitting at 290 backers, 17 days left. Yes. 444% of goal. Uh, 13,335. Yeah, I would say uh, feeling pretty good about my first campaign. <laughs> yeah, you got a nice little uh, one-liner from Matt Fowler. Yep. Garbage Pail Kids meet Sin City. It was dope. 
Yep, he, he coined that perfectly, man. And it's uh, it's funny when you, you're busy with your own work and shit like that. You don't really, you don't have that outside. It's hard to step outside of it and kind of like, um, you know, sum it up perfectly and pitch it, you know. And then that's where a good experience mind comes in. And he uh, he had that nice little pitch right there. Roach Balls is a garbage pail. Kids meet Sin City. It's perfect. Oh, yeah. So you've been working on this a long time. So I've been, you know, jumping in and out of like your YouTube channel when you were going live working on stuff with just, you know, posting up some cool videos. Yep. So um, how long was this from this, start uh, to here? Way longer than what you've seen on the YouTube, like way years beforehand, say early in 2000s, like 2003, 4-ish. Wow. Uh, yeah, when it first came up with the character. You know, life takes funny, like, you know, takes you on funny roads, so it was never a consistent thing working on this guy. And... um but it was always in the in my mind, you know. So I was always like chipping away at this character, building him up, breaking him down. And then uh, after I kind of figured out what his look was going to be, I kind of had to figure out his environment and what his purpose was. And you know, thought about that for a couple years on and off. And then it wasn't until uh, the lockdowns where I was just laying in bed and just, you know, you have that divine inspiration. So and that's when I started. And I got to do something because I can't go out and do anything. So. Uh... <laughs> So I'm just looking at this and I'm seeing Rich Ayala is from Rhode Island. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So not am cool. I. Oh, no kidding. Huh? Nice. That's what's uh, up. There's not, a lot of us from Rhode Island, surprisingly. Not anymore. I'm a mass hole now, but uh, uh, yeah. I, I grew up in, uh, in Warwick where I lived only a few blocks away from airport road. Yep. Um, when I was 11, we sold the house in, Moved to the bucket. Oh. Uh, I, lived, I lived there for about 20 years. Hey, I had some great times there. I found my first comic store ever in the bucket. Nice. So, yeah. And I still go there. It's in it's in mass now, but it's been in mass for about 30 years. But I mean, I I'm I'm gonna be 53 this year. Yeah. And I found this shop while I was bunking high school at the age <laughs> of 15. I walked by it, and then like. 30 seconds after I walked by it, your brain goes ding, 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 ding. Hey, stupid, yeah. that's a comic shop. Yep. And I turn around, and it was just like a little hole in the wall, like in the front, not a whole lot of stuff, like the new stuff on the wall, and like about 15 or 20 like long boxes across the front window and some decorations up, and I'm like, I go and I go. Yeah. <laughs> wow. He's like, yeah, you'll get over that in a minute. Yeah, sensory overload. And I found that when uh, George Perez, uh, who sadly won't be with us much longer, uh, was doing uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths way back when. Yeah. And, yeah. and then I discovered George and uh, Marv on their run of Teen Titans, which was awesome. See, mainstream comics used to be cool, like decades ago yeah or even like all right but even then i i still was always into like you know some indie stuff you know what the crazy thing is is like i remember some of the i remember a lot of george perez's shit but from like i'm not a, like a huge like devoted fan of george perez but if you collect the comics as a kid you definitely came across a lot of his stuff you know oh so, yeah so it's like on his that it's cool like you know obviously when he passes it's gonna be a sad day, especially for his close friends and family and everybody who's a diehard fan of his. The thing is, though, that guy 
has left such a crazy legacy behind. Like, you know what I mean? That guy's just going to live on forever for the longest freaking time. Oh, yeah. People are going to keep his memory alive. It's it's insane. But, um, yeah, I mean, for, yeah, there's a lot of cool uh, comic book shops around here, especially like uh, Rubber Chicken in Bellingham, Massachusetts. Yep, Jay. Yep, Jay's the man. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I work in Bellingham at a tattoo shop in Bellingham. So uh, we used to be a lot closer in the same plaza as Rubber Chicken Comics. And I was there like every weekend giving this guy my money. He even set me up with like a layaway program for a while. It was awesome. Oh, uh, yeah. I used, to, I used to go there because uh, I go to uh, Wild Time in, uh, in Attleboro. Yeah. Because that's the shop. It had, it's had a couple of names over the years and it changed owners. Uh, the manager ended up buying it when the owner retired. But uh, I've gone to... Uh, I've gone to Rubber Chicken a whole bunch of stop times. I got yeah. some really cool stuff. Hey, good day, mate. Dean, Yo, how up, are you? Dean's killing it right now in the bloodbath. The blood, uh, what is it? The bloodbath, that contest, the CG bloodbath. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just got his and Ogden's book uh, in uh, about a month ago. Nice. The Embrace? The Embrace. I've read it a couple times. I can't wait for the next issue. Dope, dope. I'm slacking. I got busy with the campaign. I'm so broke. And there's like so oh, much, yeah. I have a whole freaking list of all the homie shit that I want to get. Especially, I, I really want to get Napalm Brothers. I want to get that Omnibus so bad. Mm. Shirts and stuff. But, uh, you know, money. But I yeah, know, I did um, right? Rubber Chicken Comics did years ago. They did an anthology series for Halloween. And uh, that was my first like legit kind of published thing, I guess. Oh, I, did, cool. I did a short story with them. And, and that was pretty awesome. That definitely like I did a comic book before with a friend and he published it in a small like lookbook magazine, but it was like part of um, a fashion magazine. So it was just in the back and mm -hmm. it was like a tiny little like almost like an ash can type size. Yeah. But, um, that anthology series that Rubber Chicken presents was uh, that was awesome. That got me. Uh, that definitely got my uh, cut my teeth on that. Oh, yeah. I've I've gone there like so many times and I've got I've got a custom airbrushed. I'm a huge Joker fan. Matter yep. of fact, as you know, my yeah, tag yeah. on Twitter is Joker fan. So uh, my my buddy uh, that I used to work with at one of the clubs uh, is an airbrush artist. And years and years ago, probably about 30 years ago now, he airbrushed me a custom Joker leather jacket. Nice. And it's all uh, done after Alex Ross. So it's all like Ross art, yeah, from from the big like DC book. So it's all like yeah. out of the Joker stuff, and it's a big montage. Oh, and then, realistic, yeah, and uh, you know how like the the biker leathers have like that band at the bottom of the jacket. Yes, yep. So the band on the bottom of the jacket, the back actually has Batman and Joker at each other's throats. Sick. So I'm like, I had somebody offer me four grand at a convention once. I go. You don't have four. You don't have four grand. Well, not on me. I go okay. <laughs> go ahead. No, but I've had people stop me to take pictures and and everything else. And I go, oh, that's cool. That's dope. That's dope. Yeah, ever, I'm not a big Batman fan, but as a kid, like uh, as a kid, I always loved villains. So like, uh, came across Batman. The Joker was obviously cool in his whole like. Uh, I remember liking his color concept. Mm -hmm. so kind of see a little bit of that inspiration in uh, Sully's color patterns and. Uh, you know, looking at the old school, like how to build superheroes and the whole like, I think there was like a Marvel way of like color patterns and color schemes for heroes and yeah. villains. And I definitely went the the villainous route with Sully's whole, you know, color scheme. 
I don't know why you'd say he's a villain. He's only got like a knife coming at you. Over his head. <laughs> he's a misunderstood uh, street person. Yeah, he's he's totally misunderstood. <laughs> so, for starters, let's play the campaign video. Yeah. Oops, wrong page. Boop. I keep forgetting I can't click on the one on StreamYard. I got to do it this way. <laughs> there we go. Welcome to Cat Shit Island. <laughs> A toxic, radioactive nightmare. To survive the freaks, beats, and games. Dreaming, loving, touching, clutching, shooting, smoking, snorting, fuck it, I be on another level. Call of duty, took that metal, they so free, we call it pebble, make it bubble like a kettle. I'm so dope, I be illegal, you can bring it back, they call a sequel, treat it right, I be so equal. I'm so fly, I be like eagle, just so that they say I'm evil, so me that they say I'm evil. Walk around like I don't see them, I don't see them. Let's go! Rich Ayala's Rich Balls. Back it. Today on Indiegogo, Sully Cucaracha is one roach you can't stamp out. Well, damn, dude. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I don't know. Uh, I guess when you uh, you just come out of the gate, come out swinging. That's what I'm gonna say. First time, <laughs> if you got, if you're gonna make a trailer, make sure it's uh, you get the right person to do it. Nine days of YouTube hooked it the hell up with this shit. Oh wow. Yeah, and uh, oh, yeah, that, was the voiceover on this as well. That's uh, a great trailer, dude. I'm looking at this and mm -hmm. I'm seeing, uh, I'm seeing influence like heavy metal magazine influences, yeah, and I'm seeing super heavy like underground comic influences, like you know yes. the '80s and '90s undergrounds, you know, and the in the indie scene back then where everything was like everything was like raw as fuck. Yeah, this whole comic is basically built off of stuff that kids shouldn't have gotten into, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> and when it comes to like cartoons and comic books and stuff. But that's the stuff that stuck with me and like shifted my whole mental paradigm, because at that time I was, you know, drawing little Disney characters and shit. And, you know, I had Marvel comics and whatever and some DC comics laying around. And I was always like, even with Disney, Marvel and um dc i was always just attracted to the bad guys the more you know negative characters and shit like that so mm -hmm. all that stuck with me and then um after that i broke into or got inspired by coming across heavy metal magazine or crumb uh certain oh yeah cartoons at night that you shouldn't have watched liquid television and um you know, even to, down to the physical features of the comic book, like the way it looks and the the mediums I use and the way I wanted it to look on the page was greatly inspired by heavy metal. Because I remember going, you remember going through all the color and a lot of it was done with like hand-drawn mediums and they had a certain look to them. And oh, yeah. I missed that look, you know? So it was like the, how you had the cool newsprint that had a certain look. And then after that, you had the, the hand-drawn traditional mediums on paper and then printed and that had a certain look. And now it's like very cool and it's very advanced. But I... um I've regarded it too as a like high budget special effects in movies, you know? It's mm -hmm. cool if that's what you want, but I'm not really down with that Michael Bay, Steven Spielberg shit. I'd rather do the old school, you know, Peter Jackson and uh, you know, underground grimy shit. So Oh yeah. Like be uh practical effects. That type let's, of stuff. Let's take a look down here. I love I love like the the old school spray paint tag of on the on the logo right there. 
Yeah, I'm a, I was um, first. I had a couple different type of fonts at first, and somewhere a little plainer. Because the important thing about fonts, you got to obviously make them legible. So you can make oh, them yeah. bright and poppy, but they you have to read them, and they have to look good too. Because it's like this tricky thing where it's like you can't have it too complex, but you can't have it too plain either. You know. So uh, obviously, with the whole street style and the, whole, the way this looks. I remember specifically bubble letters was the thing. Like, A, females love bubble letters. Like, even growing up in school, like drawing, you always had girls, oh, draw me some letters. I want bubble letters, man, 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 man. And mm -hmm. dudes love bubble letters as well. So I figured, like, that's the perfect font. It's like a nice, happy medium. So just went with that, and that's, you know, what I did. Each issue, too, won't be the same color. So I have the same logo but um, or the same font, but I'm going to switch it up different colors every time. Cool. I like like the slat boards and everything behind the behind oh, the yeah. wallpaper. <laughs> yeah, it's that really old school Beavis and Butthead crusty liquid television shit. Like nothing's clean. Oh you know? yeah. And everything's got this weird film on it, this weird nasty gunk or slime. Yeah, that you can't get off. Yeah. Yeah. We 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 know that is uh those are roach eggs. <laughs> <laughs> It's actually a uh, roach balls. It's made to look like cereal, but uh, on the back, it's a it's um, you call it a double cover, spread cover. So yeah. on the back, it's something else. I'll, I'll hop on camera and show you real quick. Uh, all right. So I had some test prints made up to know what I'm doing, so I didn't waste anybody's time and build up the utmost confidence. And uh, this is a test run I did. So a couple things are a little lacking, like the front cover will be a better uh, you know, better stuff a little mm -hmm. higher up in quality. The same thing with the resolution. But other than that, even for sending in like uh, JPEGs instead of TIFFs, like these still came out pretty good. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So the resolution is just going to be that much tighter. You got the nice off cream too. It's not like white. I don't know if you can see it really well. Kind of got yeah. the look. And then like I said, Heavy Metal Magazine, big. This is 9 by 12 um, Oh, sweet. On the back, instead of roach eggs, it's actually roach balls. And it's uh, it's got ingredients too, and it's at home remedy thing, your at home ingredients you can make to kill roaches if you have a problem. <laughs> so that's what roach balls really are, kinda. But uh, yeah, just more or less like a play on words and shit. <laughs> like mothball is only different. Yes, exactly. Yep. So you had the bare bones here. The uh, the issue itself, twenty five dollars, and. I like seeing high numbers. I mean, yeah. I, we already know you got some high, some some pretty high numbers, and this is your first uh, self-published book, right? Yes. Two hundred and forty-five people just bought your book. It's wild. And then, and you know, just the book itself. Yep. Thirty-three people want to give one to a friend. Yeah, I found that pretty amazing. A lot of people told me that too. Like, I, I you know, obviously you see this and you're like, oh, people want to, but some people like to read one and then save one too. But I had a decent amount of people hit me up and they're like, no, no, no I'm giving somebody I know is going to love this. So but there's going to be somebody like rushing to like one of the rating services because mm -hmm. they want to be the first person to have a to have a graded roach balls. Yeah. yeah. Okay, <laughs> I I gotta ask. Uh, Who's who's the missing dude on the back of the milk carton? Uh, that would be me. Okay, <laughs> a little uh, sketch character of myself. So you're, you're I, don't, just, I don't know where I was at. You're when you're, you're going to be missing on a on a 
half gallon of milk because you're going to be doing fulfillment. We won't hear from you for a little bit. <laughs> I'll make sure to send out an email or two or something. <laughs> yeah. 68 completed pages. And you got a lot of stuff you did that's all sold out. Yep. I wanted to, uh, I really love the whole street art um, gallery type thing. I've done like a couple art shows and tried selling paintings and stuff. And overall, I didn't like that environment, but I really liked uh, selling one-off art. I really mm -hmm. like that. I like the idea of uh, giving something to somebody that um, not giving, but then buying it, knowing that nobody else is going to have that, you know? So I figured that would be, uh, it was a bit, of, I didn't know how it was going to, you know, go, uh, how people were going to deal with that, especially the first four original tiers and then being priced at what they were. But, um, you know, people love it. So it was definitely a great confidence booster and made me feel like I was definitely doing the right thing for myself. Oh, yeah. Mugshot sold out. Your yeah, those, favorite prop problem sold out. Those were keyframe shots that were actually used in uh, the trailer videos. So, like, um, whoever's getting that is getting a little piece of, I guess, Roach Ball's history, you know? And only they will have that, so I'm not gonna. I don't think I'm gonna do anything with that. And Cat Shit Island. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the, the first, as soon as I hear Cat Shit Island, I'm like, oh, Red and Stimpy. Yeah, all, all that type of stuff, you know. Like, uh, and I, I thought of other names too. Like there was Dog Shit Island, and um, I looked it up. You know, obviously you got to do do a quick uh, Google reference research or whatever, make sure everything's all good. And mm -hmm. then uh, just wrote out a couple different names and uh, same thing with Roach Balls. Like I had a couple different titles too, and I just sat on them for a while. And you just say it out loud, you know, or you just say it to other people. And it's like at first it was Roach Meat and Roach Guts, and you know, it's just like, eh, you know, it doesn't. Eh. And I was like Roach Balls, Roach Balls. I was like, I, I like that. I like that a lot. And then uh, tested out, you know, obviously in the chats and shit, and that obviously it clicked like that. So. I knew I had something pretty good. Same thing with Cat Shit Island. I just thought it was funny. I was watching the show with my girl, and uh, there was something about a bunch of cats on an island, and uh, it was that weird vampire movie on a show on um, Netflix or whatever, and I was going off on the show. I was like, and these fucking idiots going to Cat Shit Island and stuff, and it was just... <laughs> and then I just tweet that my own shit, so I have a bad habit where I make myself laugh, and I've been told like that's psychotic, but... like, um, <laughs> hey, I, I do that shit all the time. Well, yeah, you know, luckily I'm in a wheelchair. I can't catch it too quick. <laughs> That's why I got good with throwing axes. Yeah, yeah. See, that'd be tight too. You have some uh, axe holsters on your fucking wheelchair and shit. Mm -hmm. Nobody's fucking with you. I'm always busting some of my uh, retired military friends. I'm like, uh, how soon can you uh, mount the 50 cal to my wheelchair? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because um, already just because, yeah. Deadbeat Dad. Yep, those were um, some Sunday strip style comics that I did, and uh, you know the the boards going like the long way. Yeah, and I had three of them, and um, I don't. I just uh, I wanted to because people were a lot of people were asking about the pages, the original pages, and there's no way I'm uh, getting rid of them for a long time. But I figured I could get rid of these and uh, feel not as bad. <laughs> yeah. Getting rid of them. Put some original art up, just not this original art. Yeah, exactly. Hold on to this for a while. You know the one here, Trash Talk, that sold.
We're just looking at the sold out tiers because I got one more coming. So uh think about dropping it this week. So actually I'll show it off right now. Oh yeah, let's go. All right, so uh Based on the four, basically going back to the first four original tiers where I just did the homages, homages. And uh, this one's to Old Dirty Bastard, Return to the 36 Chambers, the album cover art where ODB is sitting there with his wondrous glow and his uh, awesome persona on the welfare card. So I got that. Oh, dude. I got to find some keys to sell this week so I can... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, that's going up. And the cool thing is, is like uh, for those spe those specific um, homages, when you got them, uh, each person that got an homage, since they're a little pricey, they get a bootleg cut of Roach Balls as well. So with these bootleg cuts, the ones I showed you, they were a little off. The spine was a little frayed because I didn't get no uh, laminated coating on it or anything mm -hmm. like that. So uh, you buy one of those, you get a bootleg cut. Those are like obviously not going to be printed anymore because, you know. For those reasons. Yeah, they were just kind of like artist proofs. Yeah. So the next uh that one when I release that for uh, as the next art tier, I have ended up coming across one more bootleg cut that will go with that. Oh, cool. Yeah, I I could definitely see this becoming like a late night animated feature thing. Yeah, I, I would love to bring it back to that, you know. I feel like you know, adults love cartoons and um yeah. I thought I remember I remember being a kid and thinking that like uh, you stop playing with toys and shit like that and you think you're gonna just like stop watching cartoons and then you're just like no I mean every no. other country's got like crazy cartoons for adults and awesome comics for adults and they really you know they really boister that up and really support that and we're like I feel like here we're like teeter tottering you know what I'm saying it's just weird mm -hmm. and, like yeah. adults, like a lot of um the main comics and shit like that that are just made for young adults and kids and they have talking points that are meant for those people so it's like at this point it's like if you're an adult like pissing and moaning about like a marvel or dc at this point it's like why you know they're not they're not even bothering making shit for you just you mm -hmm. know step out love the shit that you used to love all the old stuff and uh but all this other shit now but that's why I, I, this is the main focus is to have that cool thing that adults can be like fuck yeah i love this cartoon i love this comic <laughs> And the Roach Crumbs, aka uh, R Crumb, influence yeah. there. You know uh, which front? You know which uh, which specific? Influence? Oh no, it's been so long, dude. Yeah, the, the, there's a bigger picture down there when you start when you scroll down further. It's a full on, but that was the one specifically from Bakshi's uh, movie of Fritz the Cat. I think. Oh. Yeah. Oh damn! I think I got, that, a, I, I got it over. I got. I got both Fritz movies over there. Right? It was amazing. And like, I loved Crumb, but Fritz the Cat, the movie specifically changed my. Because the comic, like, I have Fritz the Cat, the original comic. It's all black and white, you know, just awesome mm -hmm. line work. But there's nothing, there's no crazy colors in it. And then Fritz the Cat, when I saw the cartoons, the whole background was awesome. It was such in a dirty, like, watercolor type fashion. And I'm oh, like, yeah. obsessed with styles that they know what they're doing and they're really professed and they're really, um, uh, really good at what they do. But at the same time, they could flip it in such a haphazard and lazy style, and it still looks awesome. If not, it looks better than their more, you know what I'm saying, more definitive and more, like, technical style. So oh, yeah. it's all messy watercolors in the background and shit in the environment. I, like, I was like, yeah, this is what I kind of want to gear the um, Roach Balls 
environment towards. And and Phantom Balls, we all know it's the Roach who walks. Yes. Yep. Yep. Like I don't have any Phantom comics now, but I came across the Phantom when I was really young, and I thought he was a bad guy, and um, I thought it was cool because he had that wolf. He'd just hop out of planes, punching people in the forehead with his fucking skull ring. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he had guns and shit, and he looked like a bad guy. And then, like, as I read the comics and then saw that movie years after, and I'm just like, oh, this guy is not. He's a good guy. But I still like his look. So it's kind of another thing, the whole color pattern, the scheme, like the mask, the like the bad guy type of style mask. And, you know, it's all inspiration in Sully, like little bits of, like, classical villainous traits that I tried to put in Sully, but make him, you know. I don't want to say unique and shit because that sounds a little pretentious, but in my own way, a little different. Yeah. Yeah, I remember uh, when I was real young that they had the Phantom comic mm-hmm. strip in the in the local paper. And then I remember they had a they had a cartoon that it was like four heroes and the kids of those four heroes. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like Flash Gordon and his son. Uh, the the Phantom and I think his daughter, uh, Mandrake the Magician. Oh no, it was Mandrake the Magician and his daughter. Uh, and then there was an there was another there was another character in there that I can't remember the name of right now. Um, yeah, I remember what you're talking about too. I vaguely remember that cartoon. Yeah, was, I don't know if I remember just... seeing it, but I I remember seeing like the uh, the front cover or some something like that. Along the way. Oh, thanks, man. Oh, just Oh, yeah, I just ran out of coffee. <laughs> Perfect timing. Nice. The art is complete. Scrolling, scrolling. Holographic, glow in the dark, prismatic yep. stickers. The first 100 people get these cool stickers. Man, look at all that. Uh, cool, uh, shiny, yeah, nice and shiny. Look cool, prismatic, right? Bang, bang, bang. Get the uh, cool, it's the holographic. Surprisingly, this is my favorite one. I thought the glow in the dark would be, but I mean, I still love the glow in the dark. But this one's awesome. And then this is the glow in the dark. So the first hundred backers will get all three, and then, uh, well, all the first hundred are getting all three. And then the rest, everybody else is getting one of these. Oh, cool. Yep. Oh, shiny glow in the dark. 90s gimmicks. They yeah. still work. Yes, they do. Glow in the dark shit. And uh, this is a, uh, I'm sure this is a message for uh, D-Wag so he doesn't smoke <laughs> the big crack rocks. Yeah. It, you know what the funny thing is about serendipitous like things and whatnot was uh obviously I've been working on this story for like years and uh, I have a plan or I still yeah I have a plan for book two and it's vital to uh the re- how the rest of the story kind of plays out and shit but it's like a little bit of foreshadowing or whatever and it has to do with like a crack rock and then you know here I then I get into you know the whole network of things meet people in CG and then come across crackback so it was just it was perfect. And then so, I definitely had to get some of these uh, awesome glow-in-the-dark crack rocks made by Steve Borster. They're fake, so don't smoke them, people. See that? I knew the Star Wars guy was up to something. 
Yeah, he's always up to something, yeah, isn't he's he? Like, you don't like Star Wars? Hold on. I got some crack for you. <laughs> yeah. One of a kind sketch cards. Also going out to the first hundred backers, you get one of a kind sketch card, which I'm frantically trying to <laughs> get through. Yeah, so right here I have 15 done. Bang. You know, and these cool roach cards. So you got Sully right there, cold, chilling. And these roach cards have little facts on the back about roaches. So roach fact. Uh, 15 out of 100. Below freezing temps ain't shit to a G, but roaches prefer the hot and humid environments. Damn. Nice. Look <laughs> at people get a kick out of that. And uh, I just actually, right before I hopped on the show, I just penciled out three of them. I don't know if we'll be able to see them. Oh, yeah. So this one is uh, roids, roach roids. <laughs> because. Uh, Tough motherfuckers can withstand up to 900 times their own body weight. You even lift, bro? Uh, <laughs> yep. So they got cool little facts on the back. And then when I run out of these facts, I'll be putting up little facts about, like, um, you know, the lore of the comic and little cool, um, like, Sully stats and shit like that, little character info, stuff like that. Oh, that's awesome, too. The art tears of joy. Yep, those are the this first is, four homages. This is the boom. What's that? The frag. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That was uh, this is the homage to um, Keith Giffen's um cover on Lobo's back. Oh yeah. So instead of the scientist and the all the contraptions he was locked up in, I just. You know, he's swamped with a bunch of people trying to kill him. Yeah, because on the smaller image, I couldn't, I couldn't see how the yeah. how the roach letters were done, because mm -hmm. otherwise that would have given me a dead giveaway. So I was wondering to go, uh, is this a homage to Lobo or Gregaboom? Yeah. It could go either way. This is one of the most important things too for people just starting out, and if you're in the this crazy race of the crowdfunding comics, is get yourself a good group of people that are experienced. All right, so it's cool to be in the in the race with people that are on the same level as you, but you're not going to have a lot to feed off of with that person. You know what I'm saying? So it's important to get people that are longtime backers, people that are very um. I guess as much as it sucks sometimes, you know, because people throw their opinions out, but people who are opinionated about certain campaigns and shit and don't mind sharing their, you know, wealth of um, advice with you. And then your peers who are more advanced in this campaigning thing. So with that, like when I was putting this up, I put these art tiers up and didn't think of putting up the bigger display of the pictures. And one of the homies was like, you know, you need to do that because, you know, and broke it all down. It's easier for people to see. And that's nothing I would have like really thought about. So a lot of, had a lot of good um, advice and helping hands with this uh, this page. It's always good to do your research and bounce yeah. bounce ideas off of people yeah. that have been doing it for a long time. Yeah, and I'm glad I did that too because this presentation looks good when you're, you're scrolling down, you're seeing the thing, and you can see. Them oh yeah, all, you know. There it is. Once <laughs> once you said Fritz the cat, now all I can see is that scene like looping in the back of my head. <laughs> yeah. It's so jacked up too. Cause in the comic, that cat was originally like his sister. So, and I think in the cartoon, they kind of allude to that, but then they just like totally skip it. Like, 
Mark Crum was a jacked up individual, man. <laughs> yeah, I I remember I remember the the famous picture of him getting the piggyback ride and the girl with yeah. that. Yeah. And he used to do that. He would like uh, females that were taller and bigger than him because he was a skinny little dude. And uh, oh, yeah. I watched a, a documentary and this chick was like, yeah, he would just hop on my back in, in his underwear and I would just run around the house. <laughs> this dude is weird. <laughs> yep. And these were uh, pages that I didn't use. They were originally supposed to be title pages and whatnot when I first started uh doing this book and um they were just shit that i didn't use i figured you know get rid of them so everybody who bought um one of these comic strips they got one of those uh unused pages as a as a bonus sketch oh cool don't be psyched when i get it this is just gnarly yeah, part of me is like, damn, you should have sold that, but <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I could just do another rendition like that, you know, somewhere down the road. I wanted to make the roaches a little finer too, so that's cool. I don't mind redoing it. I mean, re redo this and then just use the art that you redo for your green screen backdrop every time you go on. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was original uh, title page. And I decided to do something completely different, which I'm glad with. And instead, I opened it up like the book opens up, and it's. Um, I'll show it off again if you don't mind. Uh, putting it back on the. Oh. So, uh, so not only do you have this cool like spread cover and shit, but I wanted to do a little something different, and uh, I did this uh, double pager as the intro. Oh. So you get that, cool. right? You get that. No, I don't think I've showed this yet on stream. But you get that cool, you know. It's like you open the book and you're going into Cat Shit Island. Oh man, that's cool. And then you see that dump truck that uh once you open the book, you know what that dump truck's all about, you know? <laughs> and then you you see a little uh little Lobo homage. <laughs> that's cool. Uh, Ah! Okay, back to the roaches. <laughs> the bootleg runs. We just talked about boots. Mm -hmm. and it's funny too. Sometimes you just pivot into certain things, and people love it more. Like at first, I was a little like, uh, you know, how sometimes comic book collectors can be very uh, meticulous about certain things. But then I realized that a lot of collectors also love shit like this. So, mm -hmm. like, hey, you know, just lean right into it. CDs nuts. <laughs> that's that's your uh, yeah. Yeah. Nothing out of you right now. <laughs> <laughs> we'll save that for later, man. Uh, Ooh. So this is uh, this is the mixtape that yep. you're you're kind of like. I don't really, but here you go. Yeah, like uh, this is a project I started and um. 
early 2012, maybe 2011-ish, and it was, uh, I got a homie down on it, and we just started uh, putting together some raps and just being really obnoxious. That was the whole point. It was called Funny People Making Fun of People, and we were just really ignorant and um, just, like I said, obnoxious. And uh, it was very punchline savvy and just trying to be as much of a jerk as possible. So we, the whole goal is to make one mixtape, and then we ended up making two. And then we had enough projects where we had a burnt CD with another whole shitload. So we had three collectively, but only two that were printed or um, pressed and printed and whatnot. So uh, we did that for a while. And then I was sitting with on a bunch of them for years after the fact and um, decided like, A, like a lot of the punchlines are so comic book heavy. And then on top of that, the whole like the look of it and everything matches perfectly with like the comic book and the environment. So like I drew that. We had this homie Abowski who colored it in. And then we did these. I did that. And I see, like, this is years ago, and I had roaches on this thing. Yeah. I was meaning to roaches. Yep. And then uh, taking them out of the ashtray and smoking them, but you know. <laughs> this was the first album, this uh, mixtape. Yeah, that's almost got a Joker smile on the outside. Yep. Exactly. It was called Why So Serious. Oh, my God. Way before the Why So Serious. Uh, I think she, you know, um, no, I think it came out in 2011. This was the first mixtape. Oh, okay. So I think it was like shortly after that and stuff like that. So embracing that crazy like chaos and shit that, you know, Joker brought to it because we didn't give a fuck. So we were just going and shit basically to burn it down and whatnot. So, yeah, I don't do that stuff anymore, uh, the rap stuff, but I was sitting on like a lot of these. So those, um, the first and second mixtape will be going out to the first 200 backers. Oh, cool. Yeah, that that Why So Serious album cover is just I'm like that's somewhere between the Joker and ICP. Yeah, actually, uh, we, um, we did a bunch of sh not a bunch of shows, but we opened up for like Twisted a couple times. And, oh, cool. Uh, some uh, somebody sent in one of our mixtapes to this whole like ICP like contest they were doing or whatever. And um, we ended up winning like first place out of like a lot of people. And they gave us free tickets to go to the Gathering of the Juggalos, which we got to perform there. And uh, it was crazy. It was definitely an experience. I will never do that again, honestly. <laughs> like, I have a lot of homies that are still Juggalos and all that stuff, and I appreciate and love them. But after that event, I just stopped listening to, like, all that stuff in general. It was, like, uh, it was wild. It was crazy. And it was... Uh, <laughs> it was a different fucking place. Whole different world there. I, I met them. Yeah. Uh... Because they, they were in town. They were playing the Civic Center, whatever they call it now. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I was uh, I was DJing a couple nights a week over at the Cadillac Lounge yeah. off the highway. And uh, so the owner went out, brought the brought them back to the club. And they, they come up. They're just looking around. They come upstairs. And uh, they called up and be like, do you know who ICP is? I'm like, fuck yeah, I do. Goes, <laughs> well, they're in the building. So from now until then, anything that they won't fire you for playing from them play, I go, oh, that's gonna be Yeah, tough. it's like nothing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I got a I had I had a few and you know, yeah. you know, slid some stuff out where I knew it was gonna get like, you know, rough. And they yeah. they come up to the booth, he goes, so. Is it cool if we smoke up here? I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but 
But if you're going to light it up here and then walk outside and smoke, yeah, that's cool. That's funny. So, uh, I I did a little puff puff pass with ICP. Nice. That's dope. Yeah, we opened up for Twisted, and then uh, after the show, they were like, uh, "You want to go hang with Twisted in their trailer?" And I was just like, "Yeah." Like, do they have food? <laughs> and they were like, "In the trailer?" I'm like, "Yeah, they have food there." And they were like, "No." And I'm like, "Fuck that!" <laughs> and I'm just leaving. <laughs> I think that's how I honestly like, "Yo, what's up, Arrogant Everyone's cool <laughs> until you start explaining how magnets work. Yeah, it was <laughs> wild, dude. Like, uh, I remember in, in the gathering of the juggalos, they had separate stages on this big field that were open and anybody could go up and they were just like 24 hour stages and you could just freestyle. And uh, so I'd be ripped off my mind on all types of narcotics and then just be up there freestyling. And the weirdest and like I'm out of my mind and these people were eating me out. Some people, one guy was walking around a Batman mask and just a, a dilly whacker like he was wearing. Uh, a strap on. It was it was the weirdest thing. Man. Oh my god! Yeah, and people are like boning out in public. Like you're walking by tents, you hear them. You're seeing the people get blasted on fences and uh, smoking all types of stuff, like all types of stuff. People huffing gas, straight up just walking around trying to sell you ether for like a couple bucks or whatever. So you could, it was insane. So I was like, all right, cool, first time experience. Never again. <laughs> Oh, I have this awesome experience, but uh, I'm not going to tell the grandkids about it. Yeah, it was, it was gnarly. And then, like, sleeping in a tent in the field in the middle of summer and then waking up, like, hungover and jacked up. It's all hot. feels like your air is being taken out of your chest. It was it was wild. I'm having PTSD just thinking about it. <laughs> Sully Polaroids. Yeah, so these awesome stolen Sully selfie Polaroids. Uh, this was drawn by uh, the Dying Days of YouTube, the, the genius behind the um, the trailer videos. Yeah. So he drew this for me, and I absolutely loved it. And I felt obviously the style and everything matches the whole the campaign and um, everything. His delivery is perfect. So uh, I saw this idea done by Brian from uh, Arisaga, and uh, yeah. originally I think it was done by I seen it originally by Cryptonotes. So um, they were doing that for their campaign, and uh, so I swiped that idea. Thanks, guys. Yeah, I just I just got my cryptonals in the other week. Yeah, it's a good looking book. It's still oh, staying yeah. in my stack. I have to uh, I have to fucking crack that open and read it. But uh, well, it's still on my stack too because me and my buddy Thomas from uh, he's down in Georgia, and every week we do a show called OK Boomer on on Thursday nights where we uh, we just we flip flop back and forth, and we just pick like back issues like Golden Age, Silver Age, Bronze Age stuff. And just dive into it and, you know, give somebody like a look back at what's going on. It's perfect. Looks like the, he swiped the cam and started snapping away. Yeah. And my favorite part is that zit, that disgusting freaking zit on his lip. It looks so real. It just pops out. Yeah. So these will be available to all the backers. So, oh, cool. Uh, yeah. Just got to get a remade version. I got to have, um. Dying Day signed that and send me an updated version on it so he has his signature somewhere. Oh, nice. Yeah, well, that that would be awesome for you to just do like a like a Sully sig on the yeah. on the bottom where you hold the Polaroid, yeah, waving right. it back and forth, trying to get the picture to come forward. It's gonna come in the exact same amount of time as the last one did. It's not gonna matter. I wonder how upset everybody would be if I put like Yo Mama on every one of the. On the little things, because I feel like that's <laughs> something Sully would do. <laughs> oh no respect, God. no regards for anything. You give, you're giving me flashbacks because I just saw a video before we came on of uh, 
Lavelle Crawford, and he's doing your mama jokes with yeah. his mama. Yeah. <laughs> that shit is not bad at all. Like me and my friends grew up with that type of stuff, just busting oh, yeah. each other's mothers, and so it's just. Uh... Well, he said he, he, he said he was doing uh, your mama jokes with his own mother. Yeah, yeah. And his mother said, your mama's so nasty, she suck your daddy's dick before she come in to kiss you goodnight. <laughs> That's fuck. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. That's 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 why we had the uh, NSFW sign up at the beginning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we knew that was going to happen. That's cool, though, man. I would, I would get one of these and uh, cut out a magnet and just put it on my fridge. Oh, that'd be tight. I, I'm hoping this is something like at the bottom happen. of the fridge, though. Yeah. <laughs> or put it in, like, if you have a photo album with your family and stuff, you just mm -hmm. <laughs> slip that in there somewhere. Oh, there's a good close-up of it. Yep. Oh, I love that picture. That's just dope, man. We've gotten tons of good fan art, too, from people, so it's really humbling. A little overwhelming, because I want to do stuff with all of it, but it's just not, you know, feasible to do everything with it right now. So, yeah, uh, wow, 17 days left. Yep, 17 days left. Trying to get to 14K, and then I'm um, going to do a cool little garbage pail sticker style type of card with um, artwork done by Ink Spots. So, once again, Dying Days of YouTube will put, like, the little frame together with the um, mock-up, you know, oh, nice. garbage pail kids type design and shit. So, uh, yeah, that's at 14K, and, um, you know, hopefully we make it to that, you know. But a lot of people saying you make it to 20 and like, yeah, I hope, you know, that'd be awesome. But now oh, yeah. it's starting to slow down now. Surprisingly, I thought it would start slowing down. Uh, like how people say, like typically during the middle of the first month or whatever. Mm -hmm. But um, now it's starting to slow down. So, which I, uh, you know, I it'll pick up like the last, last, it'll dip down and then come right back up. Yeah. Well, hopefully, you know, no, no, well, if, you know, people like the cartoon type style shit. They miss that type of stuff. Like, you know, when they used to call comics like cartoons, this is what I, I kind of wanted to bring it back to. And it's very much like a bad guy story, because like I said, I've always been fascinated with bad guys. And I don't know if you're a big fan or watching any like the Korean type flicks and where like a lot of their characters are just even if they're a good character, they're so just fucked and corrupted where it's like mm -hmm. you, you have no choice but to like this character because everybody else is just shittier. You know, so you have to like this dude. And his main character, but I've always loved that. How um yeah, I watched I watched that series on on Netflix. I can't remember the name of it, but everybody, all the all the all the guards in the in the prison had the each one had like a symbol of like the oh yeah the, the PlayStation uh, controller Squid on their games. face. Yeah, Squid Games. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, yeah. So there's a lot of like I'm not sure if it's Korean or Japanese, and I think it's based off a comic. But Takeshi the um, um Itchy the Killer. That's what it is. Itchy the Killer. Like that's such a like he's such a fucked up character and then everybody else is messed up where it's like, well, you're not supposed to like anybody. So I like that. <laughs> I love that about stories where it's like, you're not supposed to like anybody in here. That's what very much like Sully is. He's not there to do any type of good whatsoever. He's just there to be eh, and then just get worse as a, you know. <laughs> yeah, this video was remixed by Lord Finatra. So he did an awesome job. He cut up a bunch of... um uh skits and uh stuff that like mandy and umbrella guy and uh evs was saying when they were reviewing my campaign like randomly one night so uh finatra just went in and blessed this whole thing cut it all up dying days of youtube went in and animated it and uh he also drew some extra shit so a lot of this art that's in here with the talking heads and stuff and 
all the cool letters that just fly by and all the revamped word bubbles, that's all him. So, oh, cool. Yep. So let's blast this. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce you to Rich Ayala and his Rose Balls. Welcome to Cat Shit Island. Welcome to Cat Shit Island. <laughs> to survive this radioactive toxic wasteland, a toxic radioactive nightmare. That, that whole opening just slapped because cat shit is a funny word. And then boom, into this hip hop thing with like profanity. To survive the freaks, beasts, and gangs. What's in it? All the good shit, homies. Guess what, motherfuckers? The art is complete. You're gonna need some rich Ayala's. Ayala? Is that Vita's brother? Roach balls. Guys, uh, okay, if you thought that was funny, you want to support Rich Rich Ayala, uh, you know, back uh, Roach balls. This looks hilarious. Back it today on Indiegogo. <laughs> this is great! And I thought it was just profanity, you know, and I thought you were an insane person. But it turns out that you are a comic book creator and a really, really funny cartoonist. I love this! Fuck you, Rich. I'm gonna have to back this again right now. <laughs> Rich Ayala's Roach Balls. Back it today on Indiegogo. We'll be promoting the living fuck out of this. I love it. Gotta say, we're blown away by your work. Sully Kukaracha. This guy's fantastic, dude. He's one roach you can't stamp out. In demand now on Indiegogo. Uh, yeah, I like uh, roach balls. I never thought I'd really say that aloud. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now my, my next question is... Uh, when is Sully going to team up with Cyberfrog? Oh, I don't know. I don't know if Cyberfrog could even tolerate something like Sully. Sully's not a he's a he's not a good character, you know. He'd be very hard to team up with. He's a very untrustworthy and shit. Like even bad guys wouldn't be able to enlist him for their evil services cuz, you know, it's just uh he's just like that. <laughs> just, just a wild card. Yeah, yeah. It's like if you took Taz, you know how Taz had that fucked up mentality. He was like kind of talked and then he was just wild the whole time and you mix that in with a little bit of like a well, dirty bastard and Beetlejuice, and then you know, it's just all like it's crazy, it's, it's hecticness, you know. It's, that's why it's kind of hard to like it's not hard to it's hard to pinpoint the plot because it's very um, mm -hmm. it's very uh, visceral, you know. It's just like street, street beef, street confrontation type shit, you know. It just pops, it happens, and then there's the culmination, there's the there's the um, you know, the, the fucking drama and shit, yeah, the beef, the street fighting and whatnot, and that's it's gonna what, hit. This is, yeah, and it's very like fast paced because I'm not much of a long drawn in depth, like you know, story writer or anything like that. I just like uh fast paced, um, action, funny shit, you know, poppy stuff that'll attract your eyes and make you go, Ooh. that's the shit that I like. Yeah. And Sully runs quick so he doesn't get smashed by that brick on the back of the book. Yeah, he's actually he's the reason why that brick's there. He threw it. See, <laughs> you notice there's a window. <laughs> he threw it out the window. Yeah. And then there's a, a funky looking family right here. And Sully's nowhere in that picture. <laughs> that is not his house. Angry Sully. Yeah. So it's like, the funny thing is, he's not even like an angry type person like that, like the type of character. Because uh, his whole thing is, he's been, without giving out too much, he's been around for a long, long, long time. So if you're around for a long time, you're not really quick to like anger and shit. You're very nonchalant. You're just like, eh, 
And, you know, that's that's what he is. But at the same time, he's very like, if he'll see something, he'll take it. If he's just like, you know, no regards or respect for his neighbors and all that type of shit. So that kind of causes a, a problem with everybody. Yeah. So uh, this has 70, 17 days left. Uh, when you're looking at going into uh, fulfillment? I'm looking for August. That's the farthest that I pushed it. So okay. like, um, and that's to give me some leeway. So obviously, you know, ideally, once the fund's complete and shit like that, bang, uh, send all the stuff out to get printed, bang, and then hoping by well, May 14th is the last day. So maybe end of June, July-ish, I would be getting all the stuff. And then I would be, it's uh, very small. It'd just be me, uh, my girl, and maybe my sister helping me fulfill and stuff like that. And uh, maybe her boyfriend if he's down for that. But like, uh, so it'd be very small. So I'm, I'm assuming that'll take a little bit of time, but a lot quicker than just me doing it. But um, so hoping to do that. And I figure, you know, if, you know, Murphy's Law doesn't, you know, apply and none of that crazy shit happens. So by August, I'll be ready to send shit out, you know. But so far, I've been pretty good on keeping people like, updated you know not too too much because i know people don't like it when you bombard their emails with a bunch of pointless shit but um decent enough to let people know that we're you know we're doing good so if something should happen i'll keep everybody posted you doing any uh you're gonna look to do any store appearances once you have the the book the books in hand say yeah like uh over at the chicken yeah Yep. I know uh, Jay would definitely have me there years ago when I not years ago, but when I first started doing this and started kind of like showing it off, Jay was like, you know, definitely got to sell some shit here and stuff. So I know that that would definitely be a thing. And, you know, by 220 uh, next year, maybe uh, I would like to start getting into Comic Cons and shit like that. Start doing that because the world's starting to go, you know, normal, not require all this crazy shit. So I would uh, really love to start getting into that, linking up with the homies. It made some awesome friendships and, uh, awesome connections with great people here. So I would really like to uh, meet up with those guys and hustle books alongside them. So I really love to do that. Oh yeah. And the Rhode Island show is coming up in uh, November. So yeah. And we shall see. And uh, you know, I have a couple tattoo homies too. They don't draw comics, but uh, I have one homie that will do comic cons cause he does all types of cool f- um, fan art and whatnot. So uh, he sells it and does good. And he even said it too. At some point he enjoys like doing these comic cons more than tattoo conventions and shit. So yeah, 2019, they actually had a mini tattoo convention inside yep. Yep. Uh, RICC, yep. and nobody could get anything done. It was like you had to you had to sign up because these are like you know big name guys, yeah, and get and gals. And you had to sign up like almost six months in advance to, uh, you know, you could watch them, you know, you know, do their craft and everything. But yeah, it wouldn't be a walk up situation because that would be pure chaos, especially for a tattooer in a situation oh, yeah. like that where it's like a Comic Con type thing. It would mm-hmm. be too hectic, and that would be like that's driving me crazy right now just thinking about that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like if you want one of the guys, if you want one of the artists from uh, from Inked to do something on you on the show, you have to, you know, you have to apply like a year in advance or oh, something yeah. like that. Crazy. Yep. Chances are with something like that, you're not even talking to that person directly. You're talking to uh, a manager or some shit or some something like that. Oh, yeah. I know uh, I'm not associated with him anymore, but I covered uh, the 2019 con for uh, Outright Geekery. So I had press passes. So if I get press passes this year, I'll go. If I don't, I won't go. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I... Uh, I get to meet 
a lot of like awesome dudes. I have a lot of friends that are are uh, indie people and cartoonists that sit up there. Uh, friend of mine, Tim Jones, he does the sour grapes uh, strip. It's like a twisted version of kind of like a like like a Calvin and Hobbes style thing. Oh, nice! Yeah, I love um, Calvin and Hobbes. That guy's artwork was amazing. Oh yeah, and yeah. Uh, my buddy Mike Doherty, who's just like a freelance illustrator, also an art teacher, <laughs> in some town in Mass that he lives in, and uh, I've got a bunch. I've got a bunch of commissions from him and a few other people that have that have gone up there. You always run into like some good indie people. Yeah. I hung out. I hung out with uh, Captain Compass uh, Graham Nolan for uh, most That's of that it. weekend. <laughs> If cool. there, was, if there was nobody at his table, I would just sit there. And uh, one day he got he got so stoked because some dude who looks like he was probably a wrestler at some point, yeah, dressed up as the original version of Bane that him and Chuck designed. No kidding. And this dude was over seven feet tall, jacked. Like <laughs> Graham ran over and stood next to him to get a picture with him. Yeah, and Graham's head came up to this dude's titties, so <laughs> <laughs> he was tall because because Graham's over like six feet. So yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. like, Let's wow. I can't wait till the day uh, I have somebody I see somebody like a at a random con or some shit like that, just dressed up as Sully. They have the kid dressed up as Sully Cucaracha. <laughs> <laughs> a, a little five year old dressed up as Sully Cucaracha. <laughs> that would be hilarious. <laughs> Because then you could stand next to him, and it would be almost a scale. Yeah. yeah. If I ever get big time money off this shit and start doing cons, then I'll just hire like a dwarf actor or something to dress up in a sully getup and just be really aggressive with people. Oh, that'd be that'd be easy around here. <laughs> well, dude, I want to thank you for coming on and hanging out with us, and uh, great to talk to another local dude. <laughs> Hey, yeah, that's awesome, man. I'm finding more and more like Shanth is from this area. Who else is uh is uh uh Arvid for, uh, he did the Rex Mundy story? Oh yeah, whatnot. I forgot his last name. He's from the New England area. Lord Crackhead. There's a bunch of other people, man. That's crazy. So yeah, New England. Global frequencies from New England too. Oh yep, 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 yep. He is. That's crazy, yep. I so, keep giving him a hard I keep giving Neff a hard time. I'm like, dude, it's on my books. I bought I bought the merch and the big box. Yeah, you should be Wait, delivering that shit. Where's my shit? There's paper yeah. shortage. Brian's helping. Saga is helping him out. Get get getting it all done. Like, better get a chainsaw and stop cutting trees down. It's because uh, it's because Neff's bougie. He lives all in the woods and yeah. You know, I live in. Uh, I said this too. If you if you take the worst towns of Rhode Island, the list. You know, mm-hmm. I'm on one of those lists. I live in one of those. You know, <laughs> one of the worst cities in Rhode Island and shit. So. Like the, oh yeah. yeah. So uh, this is going to get downloaded and uploaded to my podcast platform, and will be available Spotify, Apple, anywhere you get your podcast. You'll be able to listen to this later on. Uh, once that posts to my account, I will uh, I will share it out and tag you over on Twitter. Cool. If it'll let me, I had to I had to send the uh, the link to the show here three times. Uh, one time I actually got a message like a pop-up message saying that uh, you can't do that right now. Twitter is full. That's weird. Yeah. You think it's everybody getting all these crazy influx of the floodgates of uh, activity happening? Mm-hmm. 
even better, I heard earlier today that uh, Musk had his people uh, lock everybody out of coding. Like all the employees for Twitter all got locked out. Oh no, shit! That's funny. So they couldn't. <laughs> so they couldn't do any uh, treacherous shit. You know, not that they would do anything underhanded. Like I don't know, ban the president of the United States or something like yeah, that. Yeah, nothing. You know? I don't think so. There's good as saintly people working there at Twitter. So oh yeah, I trust them a hundred percent. Well, of course, dude. Thanks again so much. Uh, Best of luck with everything. Uh, hopefully this gets up to 14K. You got 17 more days. Uh, get in on this. Uh, back Roach Balls. All of Rich's info and uh, the link to Instagram are in the show notes, either up above or down below, depending on where you're watching. If you're listening, it's going to be in the description wherever you get your podcast. Thanks, everybody. Have a great night. Thank you, Will. I just want to say, oh, <laughs> oh, there we are. Tune out, I just want to say thank you, Will, very much for uh, having me on the show. And uh, I'm always humbled and appreciated about shit like this, you know, opportunity. Oh. Like this. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. <laughs>